Let us pray. God, you reign. You are in control. Have your way. This is your worship moment. So free me, use me, move me so people can see you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. One, one of the ways I began to realize that I was getting older was through language. Language is this tool, it is this thing that we use that oftentimes can, can it, it functions as a tool of communication. And I knew I was getting older when some of the slang I didn't know how to use no more. I, 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 I started struggling. You know how sometimes your grandmama come in and she'd be like, faux sheezy. you like, well, Grandma, what? Like, huh? <laughs> no, no, that ain't, that, no, Grandma. You know, I still don't know how to properly apply no cap. Like, when do I say it when I don't? Like, I, I just, I know I'm getting older. So, so, so it's, 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 it's been me starting to read some of Dr. King's writings and looking at the scriptures. And it's been this process of me actually looking at some of Dr. King's words that I realized I have a new understanding of a phrase that he used often. I was reading Jesus's words and unpacking them that I began to have a new understanding of a phrase that he used, which is least of these, the least of these. Would you turn with me to Matthew chapter 25? Matthew chapter 25. The least of these will help us understand the importance of justice starting at home. Matthew chapter 25. We're starting the 31st verse. Verse 31 starts with, when the Son of Man comes in his glory. Now, pause. I'm going to read this entire section. Sometimes in a story, you can, you can in a parable, you can begin to daydream and start thinking other things. Try to focus so you hear the fullness of what Jesus is describing. When the Son of Man comes in, in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will place the sheep on his right hand, but the goats on the left. Then the king will say to those who's, right, who's on his right, come. You who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty and you gave me drink. I was a stranger and you welcomed me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me. I was in prison and you came to me. Then the righteous will answer him saying, Lord, when did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcome you or naked and clothe you? And when did we see you sick or in prison and visit you? And the king will answer them, truly, I say to you, 
as you did it to one of the least of these, my brothers, you did it to me. Then he will say to those on his left, depart from me, you cursed into the end into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me. Naked and you did not clothe me. Sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they will also, then they also will answer saying, Lord, when did you when did we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not minister to you? Then he will answer them saying, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. First couple of verses. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on his glorious throne. Before him will be gathered all the nations. All the nations. What are the nations? The nations represent this beautiful expression of God. We all get to bear God's image. We all get to reflect him. And God does not say, when you come to me, abandon your past. Abandon your heritage, abandon your culture, abandon the nation, national titles that are connected to you. No, God sees beauty in those things. He's going to summon all nations, this beautiful mix. But here's the catch. And what we've been talking about on Tuesdays during our cultural conversation time. Your national connection, the nation, the race, the ethnic culture that you come from never supersedes your Christ family. And so while the nations will be gathered, then there's going to be a separating that takes place. And he gives some more information. He says, and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats and he will place the sheep on his right and the goats on his left. Then the king will say to those on his right, come, you who are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. There was a beginning and you were in mind. God said, I've got a place that I'm making for my people where you are going to be able to delight and I want you to inherit it. I want you to be able to thrive, prosper and delight in me and I've got a place for you. But notice it's only for some. And there's criteria for entering into that place. Verse 35, it says, for when I was hungry, you gave me food. When I was thirsty, you gave me drink. When I was a stranger, you welcomed me. When I was naked, you clothed me. Sick, visited me. In prison, you came. Then the righteous will answer, saying, Lord, when did you see? When did we see you? 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 And he says in verse 40, you did it to one of these, my brothers, you did it to me. In all of the years that I've heard people talk about this, one of the first things people said and things that I would say was the least of these are the broken. 
The least of these are simply the down and out. The least of these are just those that are hungry, that have fallen on hard times. The least of these are those in prison. Go to those. But actually, after reading these scriptures and realizing what the king, Jesus, is saying, there's actually a nuance. Notice what he says in verse 14. You did it to one of the least of these, my brothers. My brothers. Jesus refers to those that are saved, those that love him, those that are within his family as brothers. If you look in Matthew chapter 10, it's a chapter where the 12 apostles are named. God is, Jesus is sending out the 12 apostles. He's telling them, hey, get ready. Persecution's going to come. He then says, don't worry, though. I got you. Persecution's going to come. You don't need to be scared. And then he says in verses 40 through 42, whoever receives me and whoever receives and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. The one who receives a prophet because he is a prophet will receive a prophet's reward. And the one who receives a righteous person because he is a righteous person will receive a righteous person's reward. And whoever gives one of these little ones, little ones, it's 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 a word that least of these is built upon. It's like a, a Greek building Lego set where where the word kind of has morphed out of another one and they together hold the meaning. He says, if you receive me, you receive the one who sent me. That's the little ones he's talking about. The disciples he's talking about, that's the brothers that he's expecting to be cared for. You look anywhere else in the book of Matthew, the term brothers refers to spiritual brother if it's not an actual blood brother. We get it in. And it's clear when you look in the book of uh, Matthew chapter 7. That, that thing we like to use real quick, right? Who, who you judging? Who you looking at? Get, get, get your finger out. It, it, it's quite clear when you look there, right? Matthew chapter 7 says, Judge not that you might be that you be not judged for with the judgment you pronounce, you will be judged. And with the measure you use, it will be measured to you. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? How can you see a speck in your brother's eye? If you and your brother are not spiritually on the same page, there's no accountability. We are able to be accountable to one another and expect things of one another and even call out things in one another or Allow someone to call things out in us because of our Jesus connection. But do not notice the log in your own eye. Why do you see the speck that is in your brother's eye? But do not notice the log in your own eye. Or how can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when there is the log in your own eye? You hypocrite, first take the log out of your own eye, then you will see clearly to take the speck out of your brother's eye. 
See that? So 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 Jesus has some 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 separating that he's doing between those that will be with him and those who will not be. And he's expecting the gauge, the temperature, the criteria by which he's going to look and say, how did you care for people? It starts. At home. It's starting with. How did you care for God's people who were going out sharing my gospel and maybe ended up in prison? God's people who were sick with illnesses, God's people who were without. God's people who were. Hungry. Verse 42, for I was hungry and you gave me no food. I was thirsty and you gave me no drink. I was a stranger and you did not welcome me naked and you did not clothe me sick and in prison and you did not visit me. Then they also will answer, Lord, when did we see you hungry? And he says, truly, I say to you, as you did not do it to one of the least of these least of these from verse 45 connects back up with the least of these brothers. Same line. Why does that why does that matter? It matters, family, because we have been equipped. We have been a symbol of God's love. And how dare we get the order confused, right? How dare we step over a Christian that Jesus died for to be able to go to the world and say, Let's help the world first. Believer, you'll be all right. Let's be careful not to 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 actually get the order by which Christ died and wants to see justice lived out within our time. Let's be careful that in a desire to align with the world. We don't rewrite what scripture says. See, we, we've got plenty of scripture that tells us how to act. I'm not giving us a, an escape justice wise. I'm not giving us escape out of caring for the poor. No. Galatians chapter six says it clearly. Verse 10. So then as we have the opportunity, let us do good to everyone. Jesus told us to love our enemies. That's we, we, we are a different breed, a different group. We behave with a different set of standards. But when it comes to him looking at your kingdom posture, you can't ignore the needs of your sister. You can't ignore the needs of your brother. You can't ignore the needs of yourself because we are one body. And so being one body he expects us to care for one another. You see, justice, if justice is going to go out from us as a church, it's got to be present within. If justice is going to affect the streets and going to impact our neighbors and going to draw a world that doesn't know Jesus in, it's got to start within. I was listening to a, a, a rapper talk about they do these like interviews and interviews talk about like, hey, what was it like when you was on tour? What was it like before you blew up? Da, 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 da. They said, man, what, what's the time when you were hurt the most? 
He reflected. He's like, yeah, I've been, you know, jail, stabbed, da, 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 all these things. The time that I got hurt the most, though, was when my cousin and, you know, th- this brother was in, in, is, is into illegal be- behaviors. He said, my cousin and I were both in this illegal world together. And the time that I was hurt the most was when my cousin worked with the police against me. Set me up to go. Say, man, even, even the world gets that family is first. Even the world gets that paradigm. How can the church, the expression of God's grace and mercy here on earth and, and an example of his justice going forward, how do we miss caring for one another? And I mean caring, I mean as one who needs to repent at times, looking at other members of the church and wanting to see harm come their way, wanting to see them not do as well, wishing that their ministries folded. Yeah, we can have these very different perspectives on how things are supposed to go, but that's still your brother. That's still your sister. And I was put on to this. I was turned on to this. I was awakened to this perspective of what it looks like to love passionately, starting with home for the sake of justice. As I read Dr. King's works, Dr. King in, in jail in 1963, he pins this letter. And and there is something that cuts deeper than these points I'm going to list, because in his letter, he's got a bunch of points that hurt, that are painful, that leads him to bring forth an entire movement. But there's something still even deeper. Even deeper than these things that hurt. There's something deeper than them, them calling him an outsider, right? They call him an outsider that's come to kind of cause a little bit of trouble within Alabama. And that's when he says his his famous quote, injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. He had been working with local people on the ground for months trying to bring forth uh, change. But he says injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. Anyone who lives in the United States can be considered can can never be considered an outsider as long as injustice prevails. There was a, a pain that he experienced that was even greater than the pain of injustice. He listed the, 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 the compassion and the walking with the hurting that he had to do on the front lines there in Alabama. He said there's more unsolved bombings of Negro homes and churches in Birmingham than in any other city in the nation. These are hard and brutal and unbelievable facts, and on the basis of them, Negro leaders sought to negotiate with city fathers, but the political leaders consistently refused to engage in good faith negotiations. 
They come to the table, talk to them. Yeah, we're going to do something and then never follow through. He said, but there was still something that hurt more than that pain of injustice. He said he tried to get his people ready. One of the trainings that King would do is bring in kids and have, okay, you want a world with us? We're going to sit you at the lunch counter. We're going to yell at you. We're going to smack you in the head. We're going to say the worst things that you have ever heard someone say to you to prepare you for what's waiting out there. And he had to watch as kids were breaking down, getting trained up to be able to endure for the sake of justice. But there was still something more painful than that. There's people that kept saying, just wait. Don't worry, justice is going to come. Wait. Y'all are trying to push too hard. Wait. King said, frankly, I have never yet engaged in a direct action movement that was well-timed according to the timetable of those who have not suffered unduly from the disease of segregation. For years now, I've heard the word wait. It rings in the ear of every Negro, Negro with a piercing familiarity. This wait has almost always meant never. Wait. Even beyond the pain of waiting, unsolved bombings, was the letter and the group that sparked Dr. King to writing his letter from a Birmingham jail. That group was a group called. Uh, that group was a group who wrote a letter in a newspaper called A Call for Unity. And that group was eight local white clergymen. Christians. Believers. As he's out trying to champion for true unity, for trying to bring forth change that allows people to have dignity, value, and worth. As he's moving forward, trying to advance a sense of kingdom heaven here on earth, the people who write him, who undermine him, who cut him, is the church. Broke me down because I'm 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 looking like, OK, let's let's see now King be justified. Let's see now King has been undermined, cut. He said. He said, if I was to allow my staff and I to respond to every negative thing that we get, we would do nothing but write all day. But because it came from y'all. Because it came from some church folks, some people, some family. Let me sit down and write you back. I was expecting a tone of anger, a tone of fierce punishment, a tone of reprimand. You should go read a letter from a Birmingham jail. It is one of the most gracious caring 
letters that dismantles the, the, the points that they raise, but still upholds them as brothers. Here, just the, the paragraph of how the letter ends. It's what King says. He says, if I have said anything in this letter that is an understatement of the truth and is indicative of an unreasonable impatience, I beg you to forgive me. If I have said anything in this letter that is an overstatement of the truth and is indicative of my having a patience that makes me patient with anything less than brotherhood, I beg you to forgive me. Yours for the cause of peace and brotherhood, Martin Luther King Jr. How do you do this? How do you have a, vo a, a, a focus, a vision on brotherhood in the midst of people who are writing things that, that, that diminishes your standing as a man? That furthers injustice and rules and laws that have you wait until you can finally be viewed as whole. As one pastor said that has you not being counted, not being seen as worthy to even be counted as a vote. But see, when you know that what God calls us to is a brotherhood by which we love one another, by which he will look and say someday, how did you treat your sister? How did you treat your brother? How did you treat the one who I died for. How did you care for that group? And then out of that love, how did you go unto the world? You see, family, I'm wanting us to get it right. I want us to not be ignorant. I was ignorant. I misunderstood. I thought the least of these meant the poor. Go care for the poor. No, the least of these means Christians that love Jesus and are poor because those are my brothers. And we together will go out and care for the lost that are poor. There's always a we. And there's always a need. There's a need when someone stands up for Jesus and takes a risk and gets imprisoned. There's a need when someone is out living in a way where they are trusting God to, to provide for them and they just need a meal. There's a need for people to come along financially and help those that might be willing to, 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 to do life in, in foreign places, foreign missions, urban missions. There's a need. And part of the challenge, part of the critique, part of the rebuke, is for people who saw needs and stayed silent, didn't do anything, didn't respond, didn't engage, didn't help. See, justice starts at home. It works its way throughout our world, throughout our society. 
I saw Dr. King's letters, and you will see this again and again. He doesn't hold his tongue. He won't cower. He'll speak with conviction. But he's also speaking in love. And in a time in our country where we are so far apart, does your justice look like it's coded in love? Does the person that you think is the wackest, the enemy, the person that you know, if y'all in the same room, it's going to be a tough one. Would they say she disagreed with me, but her tone was one of love? I'm praying that we realize the beauty of justice that God expects of us and that that justice will start at home. One of the reasons why uh, I'm really excited about our new sermon series is 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 that's a that that type of like caring for one another, that type of loving across difference, that type of, hey, my my my, you know, national connection is real and my African-American origins are real. But it doesn't supersede my Christ like brothers and sisters who I have that might be Asian, Caucasian, Indian, like it doesn't supersede that type of reality, that type of connection, that type of bond. is kingdom. It's kingdom. It's it's counter to the way this world works. That in Jesus, I would have people closer to me than folks that are even blood born. That's counter. That's Christ's kingdom come. And so we'll be doing the Sermon on the Mount series, unpacking different ways that God's kingdom is different from this early earthly kingdom to equip us to be able to live out so that at the end of our days we'll be counted amongst those that he says, well done, my good and faithful servant. Counted among those that says, yeah, you didn't even know you was doing that. You were serving me. When you saw them reflecting me, them loving me, them knowing me, you stepped into their situation to be of a help. You ain't know you was helping me. See, it's always about how we are about God's kingdom purposes. It's always about that. Whether it's the help we give, are we being about God's kingdom? Or the help that we receive, are we being about God's kingdom? I pray that you be encouraged by Dr. King. These years later, His words still are impactful. They still are, quite honestly, convicting and rebuking for us today. I got to go back and look at a a few posts during the eras where we were marching. I got some stuff to reassess. Maybe how I spoke of other groups. Because I want to be one where Even if I don't agree with you, I can still say, I tried to care for you. Try to have a tone where you knew you were loved, even though disagreed with. Let us start with this justice at home, family. Let us pray. Lord, we want to live this out. It is not easy. 
But we're thankful that the great king, the great I am, has given us the road map, has laid it out clearly. And then you've given us expressions a long time to show us what it looks like. And Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was one expression. We're not all going to be like Dr. Martin Luther King. But we all can be like you, Jesus. We all in our own ways can can model the sacrifice, care and support of another. And then trust, Lord, that it'll ripple effect on through throughout this world. Help me to treat my brother in the way that you would expect. Because ultimately, it's bigger than me and it's bigger than them. It's worship unto you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Oh, family. Yep, y'all know that go for political, church, some family. Some people got family members that they talk about, don't speak about. Let, let's be the loving presence that God wants us to be. Amen. Amen. Part of the reason why we we do all this is because there will be a time when Jesus comes back. That parable is one of of Jesus Christ uh, returning and then doing a separating. And there will be a time when he comes back and he comes back to get his children. And the question is, will you be going with him into the eternal paradise that he's prepared or will you be going to an eternal fire? My goal is never to scare you into heaven. That that type of lifestyle don't last. But it is to get you to think about a reality that there's more to this this life. There's more to just breathing on this earth. There will be a day when your breaths stop. And my prayer is that you would know Jesus Christ, that you would accept him as your Lord and Savior, that you would believe he died on the cross so that you could live. He's the one who says, I'm dividing. And he's the one that will select you and take you with him. Here's the question. Do you believe him? Do you believe him as Lord and Savior? Lord in control, creator of all. He got you. He got me. Savior, when I was perishing, headed down a road of death, grabbed me up, snatched me up, and put me on a road of righteousness where I can now live. Do you believe that? See, belief in him being Lord and Savior is enough. That puts you in a place of being able to walk in the love of Jesus. If you are there, then we just ask you to repeat after me. Lord, I believe you. I know you love me and I know that I'm a sinner. You've forgiven me for my sin. Jesus died on the cross. So I could be restored into right relationship with God. And I'm grateful. Holy Spirit, you now fill me so I can live for you. Fill me so I may do that. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you've prayed that prayer at home, something similar, if it was here in the heart, uh, we, we rejoice in with you. We are grateful. 
uh, that you are here with us at MacAv, and we are are just we're just like man, God is good, and we're great that He we're thankful that He's working and moving in your life. Uh, please connect with us through the link that we put in the chat, as we would love to get to know you better, connect with you, and see you grow in Jesus Christ. 